Good evening, everyone. You can't stay in the mountaintop all the time. If this kept going on, I couldn't survive. You know what Peter said? Joy unspeakable. He ran out of words, too, just like the Apostle Paul. I want to thank you all from the deepest harbor of my heart. For music, for massively meaningful messages from the Word of God. Each uniquely distinct according to the principle of the concept of 210. It takes us a long time to learn. We do Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, and you've done it this week, but not one of you did 210. You know why? When you memorized that priceless portion, you were denied the privilege of memorizing verse 10. It just wasn't included. Now, pastors asked me to do four things in the next three hours. When you're as old as I am, around 30, and almost 60 years in an attempted ministry, and I say that, attempted, you reach the point point. say, I just want them to not make mistakes that I did. If you would follow me around, you would be displeased because I'm a neat Nick. Now, Nick, you're here. Nick had that, but it's a little different. And I was so thrilled to meet these priceless Arabs. I love them. Now, they're Lebanese, but Lebanon was part of Syria the other day, wasn't it, a little bit? Way back years ago? I think so. And uh, to meet them has been a, uh, a high water point in our coming here. You all have been. To be under my pastor, and Jack Harvey is my pastor, whether you know it or not, that's my philosophy. Where I am, a man of God, I'm under him. You may disagree, but if you want to go through life all wrong, that's your business. No, it's a thrill to be in the house of God, to see these young folk. When we came to this country, are we in the United States? Yeah, good, fine. I have to know what country I'm in, honest and true. We came, my wife and I, with 10 churches to handle with youth ministry. Right around the clock, 365 days a year. So young folk mean so much to us. It's a priceless experience to be with you. Now, we're going to do about four different things. And so let's pray first. And again, if I seem pedantic, now you used a couple of big words, so you did from Ukraine, I surely from Canada, get one in here somewhere. Pedantic means you're showing off and think no one else knows anything about you. Well, that's not what I mean. What I mean is I'm old, and I want to make sure that what God has been so patiently teaching me that I might reinforce the same in your walk with God. You see, the Word of God majors in walking. We have lots of marches going on. Marches aren't all that big. It's the walking business. In your Bible, there are five postcards, whether you knew it or not, and one is 3 John. And in verse 4, the brother says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk. Walk in the truth. And so to do that, there's the intimacy that God demands of you that goes beyond your public presentation. I would not for one moment entertain the thought of homiletics with you men. I remember way back before any of you were born studying a Plymouth Brethren, a precious brother, on preaching. And I read it and read it. I was a reader since I was five years old. The first book I ever read was in 1898. 
and Atlas. I wanted to study the world. I wasn't saved then. I had no idea that God would allow us to be in almost 100 countries. We hope to get that number if it's his will in the next year or so. And I had no thought, but I've always been very uh, interested in people, places, and geography. So you pray with me now, please. Open thou mine eyes. We'll do it together. And then I want to give a recommendation or two from my own life that may encourage you in discipline. I believe in discipline in my life. I really do. 1440, after he does the gift chapter, he says, let everything be done decently and in order. And time management. Let's pray before I get carried away. You know, let's do it together. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Father, it is time for thee to work. Do it. We come from many places with different faces. But our needs are as different as our faces. Our ministry place, our venue, those to whom we minister, this peculiar characteristics of that ministry, only you are sufficient to meet that need and to equip us for the battle. Fight the good fight. Touch each life this night. May we not bask in the blessing that's always public, but rather in the blessing that can be with intimacy with our Lord. May we not forget the Mary Martha encounter and how the Lord Jesus himself said, Mary hath chosen. It was a choice to sit at his feet and be so richly rewarded. Tonight, touch each life. There may be some weariness. Stretch our minds. Encourage our hearts. Revive us again. Open thou wondrous things. And Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Almighty God, may that be incorporated in our daily prayer life. We've got to do, we don't have choices. This is the divine order. Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers. This is part of the divine order. This becomes part and parcel of our praying daily. Seven times a day, I praise thee for your righteous judgment. It's not something we do as a ritual, as a good Romanist. It's what we do because it comes from the overflow of our heart and our experience and our knowledge of the word of God. This is what we do because we are children of God. So encourage every heart. Bless the word worldwide this moment in all areas and avenues of teaching and preaching, mission conferences. Thank you for those who were saved today, those who will yet be saved in the Western Hemisphere, those who will be baptized. Lord, they're all equally important. May your word be preached in truth. Revive our pastors. Deliver them from fear and compromise the most ugly word in our Christian vocabulary, compromise. God be God. God be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope I don't cross too strongly. I, uh, first thing in the morning, the word of God, daily light. This was produced, prepared in a bookseller's parlor in London, England, well, well over 200 years ago. It is everything that you need to begin the day. It's the word of God. There are no comments. There are positively, absolutely no comments. It has never been changed. It has never been altered. So it may be sometime you'll pick up a copy. This does not replace the word of God. It's just a beginning for the day. And I will never put a drop of tea. I don't drink coffee. Juice, even my barley green, my capsules or the powder, nothing. On my knees, it's a ritual, you may say, but I have to do it. I want to fear God. I simply cannot get into the day's activity without being on the face before God. Now, it's not a two-hour prayer. No, no, it's not that at all. It's the beginning of the day. I simply cannot do it. And when I pray, I like to put both knees down. I'm, you know, just... I just want to put myself out.
If I'm in my comfortable chair, I have one. When my wife was taken, I bought a chair, uh, a comfortable one, recliner. But I will not recline in it when I'm praying. I can't, I can't do it. I can't be comfortable when I'm praying. I don't want to be. So this is just a suggestion. Nothing but the Word of God. It does not change. It's been in production for well over 200 years. And we've had that honor. I'm going to send one to the feisty uh, brother who preached the other night. We had fellowship yesterday morning, Fettinger, and he wants it. We read it yesterday together, and I'll send him a copy. I wish I could send you one, but I don't have that many left. So uh, uh, I get more constantly. In fact, the Lord supplies them through a kind friend. I believe in order in our lives. And as we move around, uh, I have discovered, and I try not to be unkind or critical, but it seems some of God's servants do not know how to keep things in order. And uh, I'm just going to leave it right there. And because we do not know how to manage our time, we find ourselves late in the week Saturday night, how many have called and say, Brother John, I'm not ready. I always ask, son, I have some boys in the ministry. I say, son, uh, how's the message for tomorrow? Are you all ready yet? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. We're getting it. I know this is 930 Saturday night. And I said, son, you need some help. Can I help you some way? Well, we've done that, and I'm glad to do it. The moment Sunday night's message is over, I'm getting ready for the next one. Oh, I can't. I have to. I absolutely positively have to. Why? Because every message is an encounter, and I fear the Lord. I mean, some are so good at it. Some of you fellows aggravate me. You are so good, it is pathetic. You know, it just rolls out of you. Well, it doesn't come that way with me. I mean, I have to, and now with the eyesight business, you know, I've got to try to nail it down from memory and the verses and the location, and I dare not look down because I can't see what I'm looking at. So I've got to keep looking at you and trust the Lord to bring it back to my mind. Brothers, sisters, young men, young women for the ministry, learn time management. That's all I can say. What does that mean? It means you know where you're going. When I get home um, on Tuesday, I already know where I'm going, getting ready for the Philippines the next week. Getting ready now for January to go back to Manila and teach for a couple weeks. And Michigan for meetings and Pennsylvania. Then back to the Far East in February. Uh, I'm working in my heart and mind, praying in the budget, praying in the gifting money, because that's part of the ministry, giving. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You know that. And you must major in that. And I don't want to get off in sight, you know, rabbit paths too many. But let me say this, brother, always have some money for somebody else. Please do that. And make sure your wife has adequate provision. I don't care how lean your bookkeeping is or your finance. Make sure your wife is never caught up short. I, I believe so strongly that the man is the umbrella for the woman. That's my word. You might not like it, but I know what it means. And what a joy, what a thrill to provide for my wife. Just have, make sure she had everything she needed in all areas, whether it was feminine or family or food, because we entertained all the time as an Arab family. We thought, I thought it was Arab. And uh, we always, always food in the freezer to get ready and just ready for others. Addicted to hospitality. I want that. And I wish I could do it now. But we do the best we can by helping others in certain areas when I can't spread out the table with a meal. Always have something to give to somebody else. Pray for sensitivity to other people's meals. Have a list of what you know has to be done. It's a terrible thing to come on um, Saturday night, no haircuts, didn't get the haircuts done, didn't fill the tank with gas, the ironing board is by the front door. Now, that's a bad sign. You didn't catch that, did you? That was a good point. You should have been up there dancing, cheering, but you didn't do one thing. Order. The washing machine doesn't have to go Saturday night. You plan ahead. It's that magic word of planning or organizing. And you do it. Do better. Because I want to do better. Don't go out on Saturday night. Don't do it, please. If you take your wife out for a special treat, 
leave late afternoon, come back in early. Saturday night is to walk the floors and pray and think. And maybe to finish the sermon. Those weeks do happen, you know. They surely do. Do the hard things first on your agenda. Make that phone call. Check the certification of your car. Tires rotate it. Oil changes. And all those things. Make sure your wife has all the groceries she needs. Don't make ten trips to Walmart when one can do it. Coordinate your timetable. Do the hard things first. Who does the bookkeeping in your home? Whoever does it, keep it in order. Know what you're doing with your money. Don't get caught off guard. Don't let your paperwork expire. It can happen to all of us. It has and it will. But work on these things with an agenda and a plan. Time management. God gave us time. He's eternal. You can't save time, perhaps in some certain way, but not really. You can't add to your 24 hours a day. That's all you have. Sometimes when we're packing, the coming and the going is incredible. I really mean that. We just got a million mile cards the other day from American Airlines. I had no idea it was that close. It was, in fact, it was quite a bit over. Which means we're, God has allowed us in some gracious way to move around and help here and there. And plus all the other airlines. And when we used to drive, we don't drive anymore because of. Short distances, someone will take me. Keep your life in order. Keep short accounts with God. I learned that almost 60 years ago when I was saved. The moment sin came in my life as a young man, 1 John 1, 9, I had to. This is my private life. I knew what I had to do. I knew the importance of the blood of Christ. Major in the blood. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Major in the blood. Think the blood ever and always in your thought patterns. And it's been emphasized the battlefield is the mind. And 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Casting down imaginations. Ah, this is a tough one. I have had my own personal minefield for 60 years almost. I've had a civil war raging for almost 60 years. You know why? I'm a child of God. And there was an exodus from Satan's kingdom. And he can't get me, but he sure wants to. He can't get to God, but he'll get to God through me and try and trick me up. I must watch. I must fight. A man is a man is a man is a man, and that will never change. And you can interpret that any way you like. The battle rages. No matter how thrilling it is to be here and to be exposed to the man of God, Pastor Harvey, momentarily his mind never stops. And that's such a thrill. And the miracle of this ministry, 17 years. But the battle rages. Pray for your pastor. I'm so glad he's on my prayer list. I don't even know how he came into contact. I think it was through Brother Matt, whom we met there in the church in Germany. So that's what I want you to have. Now, one more thing. There's much more to that, but that's, that's enough for now. That's enough aggravation. Now, turn back to Colossians. I noticed you didn't say anything nice either. No amens, no hallelujahs. I guess you're all doing so well you don't need to. Well, thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, then I'll just say one thing. Do better, all right? Is that okay? Do better. And uh, I gave Fettinger, I said, you know O's will be on 98. He said, yes. Well, I said, that's your verse. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I want to give that to all of you. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now, what's your problem? What is your problem? That's explosive, intoxicating, thrilling. 
and it's yours. Run with it. Get a touchdown. Go for the gold, not the gold plated. it. 2 Corinthians 9.8 and 3.5. You ought to know these numbers. Forgive me, I'm a numbers person. I mean, I... When you say certain numbers, 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 316, not, not John 316, Colossians 316, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You need to know these things. They just have to be there. For we have not a high priest. It cannot be touched with the deep down gut feeling of our emotions. 415, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. 416, you just have to know this. It has to become experiential, not just words. Brother John, what do you pray for us? list is long. There's page after page. There's two books alone in the Philippines. <laughs> they write notes. And I can't read the notes. I try hard. I want to be so respectful to pray for them. May I show you the prayer I pray for you? It's public record. Colossians 1. 9 through 10 and 11. This is what I do. I was shocked, startled, surprised when our pastor said that the man from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who's been promoted to glory, espoused that unusual thought that uh, we ought not to incorporate Bible prayers. My little mind says, well, then, why are they there anyway? What's the point of the prayers? Paul's prayers are absolutely priceless. Why can't I, why can't I pray them? Why can't I pray Psalm 119? Teach me. I need it and I'm going to do it. Give me understanding. Incline my steps to... You're not going to stop me. I have to have this. Here's what I pray for you. I copied it. I'm a plagiarist. Colossians 1.9 For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That is just so... How many mistakes have I made because I did not have the wisdom of God? And yet almost 60 years ago I learned one five. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth large-handed liberal liberality. God doesn't lend. He gives. You can't borrow from God. It comes as a gift. I pray that for you. Wisdom. I've seen so many mistakes made. And detail is not necessary. Problems would never have arisen had wisdom been used. But look at the next one. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. There's that walk word. Build your sermon around that. Abraham walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Oh, there's a good one. Glory in the graveyard. Go for that, fellas. Genesis 5. You have all those lists of coming and going, you know. Pack the lunch, go home. Same old routine. Watch the Fox News. And then wind up. All of a sudden, a man comes on the scene. Enoch walked with God after Methuselah was born. And you know what Methuselah means, don't you? When he comes, when he's dead, you better get your umbrellas. It, it does mean that. When he's gone, it shall come. The flood. Merciful God, do you understand that? 969 years. And every time you get on the school bus, that's his name. When he's dead, it shall come. Mom, what's a ark? A <laughs> hundred years in building. 
incredible. Oh, my, the mercy of God. And how many tens of thousands and millions were saved? You know the story. Here's one for you. Noah, the eighth. He wasn't the eighth. He was the tenth. But he was the eighth in the family. <laughs> Father's Day message for you, men. He's the last one to go in the ark. The rest are already in there. Woo! Well, you're not doing anything tonight. I feel like I'll just run around a couple of times to get you all worked up. Like, what's his name did the other night? Man, alive. I'm not done. Look at the next one. Fruitful, middle of ten, fruitful in every good work. Every good work. I love it, my pastor. I love it. I love it. And what, look at this. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing. How much more do you know of God now than you did six months ago? Increasing. Think. How much more? Could you write a book report on it? This much I know now that I did not know a year ago. If you choose, I have notes, I'm not even going to bother reading them. If you choose to live without increasing your knowledge of God, it is self-imposed judgment against yourself to go through life blindfolded. You don't know anything that's really going on. You cannot understand or interpret the events of life without a greater knowledge of God. And that's why knowledge of God increase fresh be students of the word study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly cutting the pieces of goat skin so they fit together to make a tent properly where's that in there I just came in from Athens that's what that means? Rightly dividing the word? Yes. Paul's a tent maker. That's the word picture he used. You can't get all crazy sized pieces and make a nice tent. It's got to be done right. Study. I mean, this is... But we're not done yet. Look at the next one. Strengthened. Now, you say it differently, but I'm just Canadian. Strengthened with all might, according to his power, unto... All patience and long-suffering, but joyfulness. And there's much more. I didn't interpret for you. I just read the verses. That's what I pray for you. When I bring these, I'm not going to give you the number. It'll be too, too much misunderstood. I'm not a prayer warrior like you think I am. I'm just working on it. But this I want for you. You see, when the day's over, brother, family's in bed, wife's asleep, and you're still thinking, you're the last one to go to bed. And there's just two people alone in the house, you and God. And that's when you have the word of God in your heart and mind. And that's when you go Pentecostal. We did that before they were in business, you know. And you talk to the Lord. And that's when you do knee bends. Or that way? Is that all right? Down flat on your face? Sure you have done that. You have to. You can't live without it. Because you're a man of God. And you're in touch with the Almighty. You're linked to the invisible. Almighty God. Now for a minute or two. Let's go back to where we were, Acts 16, two nights ago. Please, I believe with all my heart there are principles in Scripture that you must know experientially. You absolutely have to know these things as you know, John 3.16. I believe in Acts 16, you find the God-given principles 
of pioneering a church, a church planter. The church was confined to Turkey, the Middle East, shall we say. There was no way we were going to have a church in Texas or Nova Scotia unless the gospel went to sea, crossed over from Turkey into Europe. And we started that two nights ago. And now we're going to take just a few minutes to wrap it up. But it's so important for you who may not have been here. We are in Acts 16, beginning at verse 6. 6 through 8, the Spirit of God shuts tight the door at that time to future evangelism or further evangelism in Turkey. They were not to go east into India. They were not to go to China. They were to do something else. The first point of the message was this. What do you do with a closed door? For just the moment, go to the garden, the Garden of Gethsemane. How do you even dare talk about that sacred scene? How many disciples were there? Twelve. Eleven are sleeping, and one is finishing up his satanic work. While the church is asleep, Judas is active in final preparations for the garden scene. Think about that. What do you do with closed doors? You wait. And we learned the other night, just so fantastically, Luke comes on board, the pagan doctor. Some folk think he's the vision man. That's all right. That's all right. Maybe he was. And in some unique way, having gone 600 miles on foot from central Turkey to the coast, Luke comes on the scene and gets saved. He's the only Gentile writer we have. You find him wearing three hats, medical, missionary, and a great writer. And then we moved on. We noticed in point number two the agreement they had. Paul, the giant, the apostle, saved on the Damascus Road. Incredible experience of God. Yet he was a team player. And I love it. I positively, absolutely thrive on team play. We are laborers together with God. Every single person walks through the door is so important. And I love it. I go to some church and say, oh, how's so-and-so? They let us come back. I don't know why they do that. They're very kind to us. I say, what about so-and-so? How's Mrs. So-? And the pastor doesn't even know what I'm talking about. And I feel so embarrassed. Well, so I've been praying for her. Somehow she got swept under the rug. Paul was a team player. Read his list of people, you know, on and on and on he goes, name after name, and the details, his mother and mine, and oh, my word, he loved people. And he, here's the brother now. He doesn't have to ask anybody anything, but he does. He said, fellas, this is what God showed me, the vision. And God can crank on a vision anytime he wants to. And our, our brother Hatfield, Rabbi Hatfield, he said, uh, I think it was Rabbi Hatfield, he said, uh, somebody, was it you, brother? Yes, the vision business. For guidance. That's what it was for. It was for guidance, not for personal entertainment. For guidance. And so, therefore, number one, what do you do with a closed door? Wait on God. You don't give up. You just keep planning and thinking. Say, Lord, it's going to work. If it's not here, it's there. You are going to guide us. I will guide thee with mine eye. Well, you better sit up close. He says, I want you to be in such contact with me that I can look at you and you know what you're supposed to do. 32.8 from the book of Psalms. Eye contact, intimacy. This is the whole business of being a child of God, to momentarily practice the presence of God. What kind of believers would we be if every waking moment of our life we were conscious of his presence? Think. Do the difficult thing. Think. Practice the presence of Christ. Point number two. I'll just call it plain team play. Now let's get to the heart of the matter. Listen very carefully. We are now in verse 11. Therefore, loosing from Troas in Turkey, we came with a straight course to Samothracia and the next day to Neapolis. 
And from thence to Philippi. You know all about Philippi. Oh, a choice Roman colony. Top of the line. Which was the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony. Now watch. Watch every word. We're going to just read. We were in the city abiding certain days. No tracts were passed out. No spots on TV. No checking for storefronts. On the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. We sat down, no fanfare, and spake unto the women which resorted there. You know the story, your students. There was no synagogue. We didn't have ten men in Philippi. So here are women. Women. Do you understand that English word? Women. There were no males present until Paul and team, which included young Timothy. And that's another story. That is beyond. That's thrilling. Man, young man, be a sub for the substitute. Tim was a substitute for Johnny Mark. And by the way, Johnny Mark was restored. You want to preach on Johnny Mark? Failure need never be final. Work it, fellas. It's great. Work it. Failure need never be final. Now watch this. There they are at the riverside. Get the picture. Get the picture. The Spirit of God has led them here. They've had no gospel meetings. They have not been to Walmart. They're walking. Now they're out of the city at the river. It's Saturday. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, that's good bookkeeping, money, of the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. Oh, I must pause. Forgive me. I can't help myself. Why do you want to get folks saved? What's the grand, glorious goal of salvation? It's worship. Do you understand that? 17 scenarios in the book of Revelation. Worship, 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 worship. Don't be overcome with soul winning and forget the reason to get souls saved is that they might praise God. He wants to hear their voices, their praise, their gratitude. He wants them to be excited with himself and his word and prayer and bring others. Worship. What was the word? It's classic. It's beyond man's comprehension. When the woman at the well, and pastor said, what about the man at the well? I don't have time for that one. It really is the man at the well. And they got into a little controversy after he read her diary. And she had to do something to save face. I mean, oh, uh, oh, let's not talk about my love life. I'm single now. Oh, he says, thank you. You did tell the truth. I love his... Notice the courtesy. We're stopping. We're down a rabbit path. He was so nice to her. Oh, I don't have any marriage arrangements right now. He said, thank you for telling the truth. You don't have a husband. There were five of them. Hello. <laughs> and then she says, I've got to get out of this somehow. I've got to get church going here. And then she said, you know, you say we should worship down there. We worship up on the hill. And then Jesus, oh, catch the brilliance, the omniscience of the almighty God. He said, woman, you're not doing it right. You're going for a place and we're going for a person. And then you have the classic, the most magnificent statement and all of God's word, the capsule on God is, God is a spirit. Say it. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh! And then she said, 
Well, I know that when, and he said, read my lips. I am the Messiah. Think, how could you reveal this truth? This is not truth. This is transcendent truth about God identifying himself. And she left her water pots. Equals salvation. Oh, 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 oh. Worship. God is a spirit. Worship. Listen, we bring souls to Christ so they might learn to worship the Lord. That, don't you remember when you were first saved? You got so excited. You'd close the door on your bedroom. Mine was a little two-by-four thing, but I mean, I was so thrilled to be saved. I couldn't stand it, man. It was just unbelievable. I was born again. I had been saved. I was twice born, actually twice adopted, because the Crab family took me in. I was an ad in the paper. Who wants them? I'm serious. Yeah. It was a, my wife, my mother had to, two, way, way, way back, school teacher, two different men in two different years. And here I've been adopted into God's family. I mean, I was an excited kid. A certain woman who worshiped God. Look at him. Preach it. You know how to do it better than I do, and you know you do. Whose heart the Lord opened first century heart surgery. Oh, oh this is wonderful. God did it. Woo! Now, if I had enough strength, I'd run around here, but, you know, you've had enough of that without me. <laughs> she attended to the things which were spoken of Paul. Oh, this, 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 this. Ah. Question. Where's Thyatira? Hurry, tell me, tell me. Where's Thyatira? Hurry, say something. November 25th, November 25th. Where's Thyatira? Oh, thank you. Oh. Turkey. Mark it down. Come on, Nick. The first convert in Europe is an Asian. The first convert is not a European. It's a rich lady who drives a little Hummer chariot. Look, let's pull it together. There's two more big points. We may or may not get there. Look, how do you plan a church? Let's read. We'll get it. It'll come to you. And when she was baptized, and her household, oh, good night, this eager beaver. When you're building a church, your best converts are going to come from those whom you lead to Christ. They're going to bring others, the family. It's fantastic. You can do all the promotion you like, all the ads, all the media, all the everything. Those saved are going to bring... Understand that? What did I just say? That's right. Oh, it's exciting. It's at our church up in New York. He brought, she brought, they brought, and they get saved and baptized. And the promotion we do with our, you know, door-to-door, it's all fine. Don't stop it. But, 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 but. When you analyze results, and you must analyze it. Ouch, we didn't get anything from that one. Good night in the morning. We gave out all those 15,000. We didn't get... Reading. And here's what she said. I love it. <laughs> she says, if you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, here's the keys to a condominium. And she constrained us. Oh, this girl's really something else. I mean, she's got an apartment for them and a, a, little, a little car to drive around in, you know, whatever. Now, watch this. We're still in point three. It came to pass. What is point three? Well, I'll get there in a minute. It came to pass... As we went to, next word. What was that word? I didn't hear you. Thank you. We finally got some response. A little child shall perk him up. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit, a spirit of divination, met us 
which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, These men are the servants of the Most High God which show unto us the way of salvation. Uh, by the way, what did she say that was wrong? Come on, man, what did she say that was wrong? Thank you, okay, that's fine, nothing. Not a thing wrong. Get her, get her, man. Get her saved, get her on the water. Don't you dare. Don't you dare, you unwise person. Don't you think of such a thing. This is satanic. She's mimicking. Notice the next words. This she did. What's the next word? Louder. What does that tell your holy mind? I'm coming down here in Fettinger territory. Good night, you got things all worn up. <laughs> well, what is going on for many days? What's going on? What are they doing many days? Say it. You've got to say it. You're not going home. They're praying. Day after day after day, they're going to prayer. They haven't passed out one piece of literature. They haven't hit the television. They haven't done anything. Praying and praying and praying and praying. Mark it down if you've learned nothing from what I've attempted to do these few days. The Western church had its beginning in a ladies' prayer meeting. Say that with me. The Western church had its beginning in a ladies' prayer meeting. And that's that. And I believe that with all my heart. I want to read something to you, please. I'll get it wrong if I don't do it right. <laughs> Hear me. I try to memorize everything. Here we go. Didn't do a good job that time. Sorry. True or false? Prayer prepares us for God's great work. True or false? Excuse me? Let me read it again. Thank you. Prayer prepares us for God's great work. True or false? False. False! Prayer is the great work of the church. But you don't believe that. You haven't said one thing. You just sit there, soaking sour. Run that by. All right, I will. Prayer prepares us for God's great work. Uh, prayer is the great work of the church. But we really don't believe that. If we did, we'd practice it. Right. What do you do with closed doors? Hang in. Number two, team play. Number three, prayer. Fettinger. Going to 27 years old, going to Vernon, B.C. There, B.C. is above Washington, above Oregon, above California. It sweeps right up the coast. Tough territory. I said, brother, get 100 prayer warriors to guarantee they'll pray for you. Write out the prayer. Send it to, get 100 people to sign in. I believe you can disagree. 
I believe the Western Church in Texas had its beginning in a ladies' prayer meeting in Philippi, Macedonia, Greece. I believe that with all my heart. Prayer is that ingredient. If you're going to start a church in Milwaukee or Dallas-Fort Worth and you called it Metroplex, I thought I heard somebody say, prayer, prayer. They haven't done one thing. Day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day. And finally, they exercise her. And that gives us point number four. They wade into big trouble. We're going to bypass because you know the story. We've got to go home. Let me find my place. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts. Here it is. I'm still in Acts 16. We'll be done in a day or two. Here we go. This she did many days. Paul being grieved. Turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And that was the end of the bookkeeping for those people. And now he's in the slammer. You know the story. We're going to bypass those marvelous verses because of time. Now, point four was the early church workers, the church planters, waited into big trouble. Brother, Nick, you don't know what you're going to get yourself into in Beirut. When I was there, they, and I was over in Syria, they said they were following me. <laughs> Didn't bother me. That stuff never bothers me. I don't know if something's wrong with me. Well, we're in Saigon. We were there the other day. Saigon, that's, that's as calmness as you're ever going to get, you know. I'm walking the streets, and <laughs> I don't know the difference. I'm just having a wonderful time. I got lost in downtown Saigon. I said, well, Father, <laughs> I didn't even get nervous. I should have. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm too old for getting nervous. I just said, Lord, turn me around and show me where to go. And you know I can't see anything anyway. I mean, I can, but I can't, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm right there in the foyer of the hotel, and, you know, and they're there waiting for me, and they don't know the difference. They hadn't a clue I'd gone out somewhere and didn't know where I was. I can go around the corner and think, you know, and be in a different city. I have no sense of direction when I'm downtown. It's terrible, or anywhere else. All right, what's going on? One, closed door. Hang on. Don't do anything stupid. When God is silent, don't do something stupid. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You want to pull that out of Psalm 13, go for it. It's one of the most fantastic Psalms in the whole Bible. What do you do when God does nothing? Now, that's a good one. What do you do when God does nothing? Point two, team play. Point three, the highest honor, the hardest work, the most greatly hindered, prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. Number four, they wade right up to here into trouble. We're done. Number five, what do you do with an open door? Now watch this. 25 at midnight. Can you hear them singing? Anywhere with Jesus I can go to sleep. Or something like that. Isn't that a good one? And the prisoners heard. They sang praises at midnight. They had migraines. Check, check his back. How many whips? Now don't go for the 39 business, but you're not sure. The Romans could have gone for 40. How do you know? I mean, this is unbelievable. You can't even imagine this. You can't, ima- can't comprehend anything like this. You know nothing about it. You're just reading words. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, and all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Oh, I can hardly read anymore. This is, this is, this is... Listen, you know I'm not like the Apostle Paul. Because if those doors were open, I'm out of here right now. And thank you for not telling anybody I'm not like Apostle Paul. Keep it a secret. Why didn't Paul run? He's already free. (laughs) What do you do with open doors? You stay there and do the job that God has called you to do. It's the jailer and the prisoners who need to be freed. And everything freezes. Nobody moves. Do thyself no harm, man. Put the stupid knife down. Or put the nice knife down, I mean. 
Incredible. Are you ready for Cuba? Are you students all learning Spanish? If not, you're under God's will. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. 42 million people in America speaking Spanish, and you can't speak Spanish? You got a problem. Spanish. Cuba's going to open. China's going to open. They're going to open. Of course, we're in there now, but, you know, we're there as teachers. We're in Cuba as teachers and all that. Go to Cuba. It's fun. Wonderful place to go. What do you do with open doors? Get ready to go. Men, what are you thinking about? What are your plans? Open doors. They're everywhere. You, you, you can't even comprehend the places in Europe. In Spain alone, 8,000 places where we're not there. His is not there. Bulgaria, don't even say the word. I doubt we have 20 churches in Bulgaria. I don't know. Greece has less than 10 million, 10,000 believers. And on and on it goes. What do you do with open doors? You go. And much more. Reading. You know the story. Called for light and came trembling. You see, Paul, they've been preaching. They've been singing. You know, we're, we're bypassing all the things that you already know. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And then you have the classic of all classics. Believe. With the mind, with the emotions, with your total will. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. You've preached it. You've taught it. You have memorized it. So what can I do for you? Just review the picture. This is the beginning of the book of Philippians. And you get to verse 3 of chapter 1. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Shh, shh. The place is wall to wall with people. Look through the window. That's him. There's his kids. They just piled out of the shower. They're here all wet. Oh, my word, look at her. Ooh, he's pretty. Beautiful. That's Lydia? No, I think that's Lydia. Yeah. There's her mom, her workers. They make a lot of money. Oh, my. Purple powder. Boy, lots of dollars, big tithe. Deacons and bishops. Boy, has that place grown. Who started it? A bunch of women who wanted to worship God. Ladies, thank you. Ladies, thank you. Ladies, thank you. It's all your fault. We're here tonight. God used women. Think it through, brothers, you church planners. Can you learn anything from the master plan? You've been so kind. I hope something. Daily light, light, not bread, light, light. King James Version only. They got it in the other one. You'd know they would. Let's, let's, let's tie. I, 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 I would love to pray with somebody. I'll be here in the morning for a bit. I'm not leaving early. I've changed time. I wanted. Father, thank you. Lord, I, I, I believe everything I said. I absolutely, positively believe it. Always have anyway. I believed it before I was saved. I just believe it. And I'm thrilled, 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 thrilled with Acts 16, what you did in bringing the gospel to Greece, to Britain, to Massachusetts, and to Texas. And it all started because there were hungry women for God. And the greatest church planters we had had no great salutation or greeting, no parade. They had nothing. Day after day after day, they walked the streets, just like Paul in Athens. And when he saw the city wholly given over to idolatry, oh, my father, open her eyes.
Bless now in the invitation, etc. Thank you for these precious people, the church planters. It's the most exciting ministry, taking the gospel to where, from where it is to where it is not. Raise up young men and women for church planting. In Jesus' name, amen.